Welcome everybody to Excuse My Language, but, and I have an awesome guest here with me right now. This is Claire Raymond, and also known as Living With Clarity. <laughs> She's got an awesome Instagram page where she just speaks about speaks about openness and speaks about uh, advocacy, speaks about mental health and being able to love yourself and love others. And I really like her page. And she's an awesome dancer as well and doing a bunch of oh. doing a bunch of routines and stuff. So sub Claire. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here finally. I know, right? <laughs> Made it happen. Yup. Made it happen. Finally got here. Shoot, I've been hitting you up about doing a podcast for how long now? I don't even know. I'm sorry. Uh, my, my body has been all over the place and I'm just happy to be here. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Because I I went way back and like deep dive into your stuff. And like, so I, so I, usually I have other people explain their disability, but I am going to see if I can explain it. And you tell me how accurate I am. So basically, okay, go for it. So basically, at birth, your spinal cord had some sort of damage, and then your body built a tumor around that damage. And then as you started to grow, any type of growth spurt basically fucked up that tumor and like affected it and then ended up fucking up your spine. And then you had to have surgeries and each of those surgeries had their own damage to your spinal cord. And it's called tethered uh, cord syndrome. Damn, that was pretty good. How's yeah. That? Yeah, I have a lipomyelomeningocele at the base of my spinal cord, which is basically just a collection of fatty cells, nice and cute. And had that removed in the fifth grade, and scar tissue kind of took its place holding on to the base of my spinal cord and had lots of surgeries to remove it. So that's just scraping the actual cord to get rid of scar. Uh, but my body, my body overgrows scar tissue. So now we're at the point where it's very scarred up and we had to find other solutions wait, over the so course of two years. Can you explain that? So when you say your body outgrew scar tissue, what does that mean? It overgrew. So instead of just like oh. just healing the areas, it was growing all the way around my spinal cord and holding on to it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So does yeah. that, so all that scar tissue, and for people that don't know, really any type of spinal cord injury is just that. It is the scar tissue forming inside the spinal cord, uh, restricting the communication from above the scar tissue to below it. So for you, because it seems so scary and it seemed so <laughs> abrupt. So uh, early on when I was scrolling through your stuff, you had like knowledge that going into whatever surgery it was, you were, it was like the doctors told you that, yeah, odds are you're going to be partially paralyzed. For, and We just never knew going into a surgery what I would come out with. So I'd wake up from surgery and my surgeon would like tickle the bottom of my feet, which I hated because then I'm like, my whole body just jerks and he's like, <laughs> oh, good. Thought you were paralyzed. Oh, but my God. I, I have no paralysis, just nerve damage. And so that basically means anytime I straighten my legs, it pulls the spinal cord and causes really, really bad pain because the spinal cord is wow. supposed to be free floating, but mine is completely stuck in scar tissue. Oh, wow. So like you said, so if you try to stand, it just pulls on it. 
Yeah. So I'm able to stand. I'm right. able to walk. But the more I do so, the worse off I am during the day. I'm excruciating pain. Gotcha. Damn. So that's why I get a lot of shit on Instagram because people yeah. are like, she moved her legs. Why is she in a wheelchair? I'm like, yeah. look at my bio. It says what I have. Go Google it. Right. And it's such a hard thing to explain because it's like, yes, I can move. Well, why don't you when others can't? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's everybody's situation is different. I think everybody just needs to understand that and be able to recognize that, like, you never know what's going on. You never know, like, what's going on in their world. The part that, man, there's there's all types of stuff. Like, the the one that really fucked me up when I, was when I learned that some paras will like amputate their legs just, just to make their life easier yeah oh yeah not heard of that yeah there was there was some guy on instagram i saw he was describing his injury and he was like or like why he uh why his legs were amputated and he was like yeah i had a spinal cord injury from a car accident and i was like what like yeah yeah it kind of blew my mind i'm surprised a doctor would sign off on that exactly Exactly. I don't know how long ago it was. He seemed a bit older. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. So once again, you all know people's situation. And it does no. seem like he's getting around super good, which is really fucked up. But yeah. I mean, the spinal <laughs> the spinal cord's a, a crazy thing. You talk to everyone Definitely. who has some kind of injury. I rarely hear a story that's the same as the next. Yeah. Yeah, same. And so I just watched that movie. I don't know if you have seen it but it was a uh, what's the name of it take a look at this heart no yeah. oh wait was that the one that had a whole bunch of people yeah. in it with different yep yep, yep 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 and i i watched it this morning while i was getting ready and my nurses were like oh my god this is so interesting because so that i put it on the tv and when like, they go over the sex portion and you're like yeah yeah <laughs> all my nurses know very well because uh, for me, it's kind of obvious. <laughs> like, yeah, shit still works. <laughs> and uh, so watching this movie and stuff was pretty cool to see, like, relationship, just conversations about different levels, about all that kind of stuff. The one thing I didn't see, maybe one, I think one girl in the movie was uh, lesbian. And that was the part. So I know you're, yeah, I know you're very open about your sexuality and being able to show your pride and everything and like yeah. yeah it's nice and i don't know inclusion is always nice and all that and i just feel like i yeah. i was almost felt like sometimes i was too disabled to be in the clear space but then i was too yeah. clear to be in the disabled space and then i found mm -hmm. that more i talked about it i found that intersection that's like the crossover of the two areas and all these like yeah. Ryan, all of these yeah. beautiful people started showing up and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not alone. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Which was why I was kind of fascinated why in that movie he only had like one person that was a, uh, it seemed like I might even be wrong. There might not have been any. So it, it is like, cause I think that's an interesting topic words, whether it's sex has, a disabled person and then you add in the fact that you're you're what what would you say queer lesbian mm -hmm. queer yep okay so you being queer does that i don't know i guess disability wise i think it'd be difficult <laughs> just logistically <laughs> but i mean yeah i have it's... no idea do you have a lot of I... sensation 
as with your tethered cord? Does that? Yeah, I definitely have um, decreased in areas, but like just random damage. But for Mm. the most part, doing pretty well. (laughs) Gotcha. So like, but even if it's not sex, just like sensation wise in your legs and feet and stuff, does that? Is that hindered at all or no? So I had a spinal cord stimulator placed and the paddle is on the dura and it shifted to the side and they were unable to take it out, which caused they had to sedate me because when I woke up, I was screaming my whole body, all my nerves from my spinal cord were just on fire. My mom said it looked like I was possessed. So (laughs) my poor doctors and everyone had to watch me. But just like crazy muscle spasms. Just sensitivity any like even someone touching the gurney would make me just start screaming so all of that slowly worked its way down my body over the days and now it's just in my feet so i wear socks all the time i can't submerge my feet in water i don't know why it's just excruciating and it's i wish i want to go swimming so bad so i'm trying to find a way to hack the system because do the opposite it's so annoying do the opposite just like keep your feet keep your feet out of the water and like (laughs) Yeah, just have a little floaty. That's all I can do. Yep, or have a little floaty, like have one of those like recliner floaties, and just have your feet out, and then like, yeah, and then almost like imagine like a dumb uh, uh, a bar. Someone's gonna go up on a bar and do sit ups. You could like use a floaty like that. Have your feet out the water, and then your whole upper body in the water. That sounds cool. It's a, it's a mission. Yeah. yeah. So I have that in my feet. Yeah. And then I have numbness along the backs of my thighs. Mm. And then I have numbness across my abdomen and my lower back from my pain mm. medication pump. Oh, wow. So I saw that pump. What? It's a pain pump. It's not the, but I'm sure it's similar to the back with the pump. The same machine. Yeah. Right. Right. And I've seen people use it for that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So. Geez, how much pain would you be in without that? So before I got the pump placed in my stomach, it basically right. goes directly to like the spinal cord. Right. Um, and before I had my T12 vertebrae removed, I was completely bed bound, only able to sit for about 10 minutes. And I did that for two years. Oh, shit. Yeah. So this completely changed my life. If you look at me now, like yeah. I, I can sit up in it. Like I couldn't even sit in a wheelchair. I couldn't, I right. couldn't tolerate anything. So I am, people look at my yeah. chair like, Oh, it's a loss of mobility. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this not be the fact that I'm able to sit. <laughs> that was like the doors opened. <laughs> I entered Seriously. the room. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Now you're, and now you're, and like, cause wheelchairs are our independence. Wheelchairs are our, Oh yeah. Access to life. Like you said, it was like the door opening to the world. And but it was so crazy because it seems so abrupt because it seems like like just right before that, but maybe I'm wrong. You tell me, maybe you were hiding it, but like so first off, your dog Nessie, do you not do you not train her, her anymore or like do you just not post her anymore? <laughs> Oh no, she's oh she left the room. She's she wasn't here. here with me. Um yeah, Aww. she um I was trained my page actually started as a service dog training page and she flunked out of service dog school because she uh. has anxiety. So she can't help my anxiety because she has anxiety. Oh my god. So she's we still have her. She's gotcha. an awesome dog. Just yeah, yeah, so it went from that, she flunked out of school. So then okay. I started talking about mental health. 
And then my scar tissue grew back. And so Mm. I started having my surgeries pretty much back to back every two years to remove scar tissue. So it was like diagnosed, surgery, recovery, diagnosed, surgery, recovery, this repetitive action over and over until my surgeon said enough. It's not working, obviously. It's still coming back. And if I go in there, your dura is like wet tissue paper. I can't even get a stitch through it. So there's like, it would really be fucked up if I went in and tried to do it again. So yeah, that's when I went into the two years of being bed bound. I went from walking five miles a day to within three months being bed bound. Jesus. God. Yeah. It was very quick. And I just started college. I had just started coming out. I'm 23. Okay. I'm 26. So college was a little bit ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm just starting to get back in. I was... I finished one year and then I got, I got not great with my health. So I had to medical leave of absence and then going back. And then everyone asks you, why were you gone? And (laughs) I had someone like try to figure out what was quote unquote wrong with me. But without straight up asking, she kind of worked her way like, so why, why'd you miss school? Uh, why were you in the hospital? What's, <laughs> what specialty were you seeing? Like, oh, oh my just, God. Yeah. Did you not want to talk person. about it at first? I mean, for a long time, it was the only thing people talked about. So I was sitting in pain all day and then I leave the house and they'd say, how are you doing? Are you okay? What's the next step? It was just this constant, no escape from it. That was the only thing everyone was concerned about and would talk to me about. So you were just like kind of done with it. Like, please, can we just talk about anything else? Let's see, see me. (laughs) My friends would call to complain about mundane things like, oh, this, I don't know. I was annoyed in my class today, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you about it because your problems are bigger. And I'm like, no, I want to hear the little things that are bothering you. Treat me like a person. Yes, exactly. I get that all the time because like for me being C1, C2 and like, I can only move shoulders. <laughs> hey, you got the, the shoulders. Got the shoulders. What? Got that shoulder shrug. But uh, it now was you so... can be really sassy with your like. Oh, definitely. Like, so I got. I've definitely been more animated lately with like more movement and stuff. So when I'm talking, I have to try not to move so I don't so I don't make myself spasm. Especially if I'm talking about something I'm really passionate about. I would like start getting into it and just <laughs> and start scream and what's screaming to me and I'd be like, and this fucking shit I like and 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 then my body, see, and now my body wants to spasm right now and I can tell and I can like feel it and I feel like okay, so I do meditation a lot to like battle that because so with me getting movement back, I'm also trying to go down on my baclofen. Which is, yeah, which is what blocks my connection between my brain and my spine. So going down on that, I am like on pins and needles pretty much 24-7. Like my entire body, like my feet, my knees, my legs, my hands, my arms, everything. Everything, even my ribs right now. Uh, All the way up to the outsides of my deltoids are all just like tingly right now 24 7 and I actually and I went like half of my back and after we finish this golf outing we have coming up I want to go all the way off and see 
You wait, wait. So yeah. you just immediately halved it? No, not immediately. I like Okay, good. No, I, was like, I weaned down. Dear God. Yeah. yeah, no, I like weaned off of it. It took like but the recommendations they give you are like you go down ten milligrams a day. Oh wow. So I went down, yeah, six days. I was already down to where I wanted to go. Cause I, I took like one twenty a day and now I'm down to sixty a day. So yeah, it's but it's uh, every day I'm learning something new. Every day I'm like moving something different that I couldn't move before. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I want to spend more time doing that. So after the golf outing, I'm going to go all the way off of it. It makes it Oof. tougher on my like, yeah, my family, my friends, my nurses. They uh, they might not like it as much just because my nurses are always fixing me because <laughs> I might spaz with my dad. My dad, when I told him I was going to go all the way off, he was like, well, when you do, just make sure the room is set up so that, like, if I randomly kick my leg out super fucking hard, then I'm safe. So, and I, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, I kicked a hole in the wall. My bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then Knocking I, everything off your, your bed, your table. Exactly. That was the other day. We were like washing me up in the morning and the night nurses, they had to kind of shift where they put the table and stuff because like if they're washing me up in something, I spasm and I try to fight it, not not meaning to, but just like Mm -hmm. I try to push my arms and then all of a sudden my arms swing out and like my body kind of listens to me and I'll like swing out and smack everything off the table. And yeah, it's it's interesting. But but the more I observe it, the more I try to control it the more my body starts listening so yeah the spinal cord's just wild isn't it i can't believe like the brain and the spine it's such a complex system yo i'm just glad i still have my brain honestly like especially when my injury happened that was that was actually a worry because my injury is so high so they were kind of worried about doing surgery and stuff because it would uh it'd be so close to my brain and luckily came out just fine no, Champ. no, no brain issues. Right. But, but Hey, that I had some really good surgeons and, uh, luckily they didn't screw up anything. <laughs> it's, it's just not a lot of pressure. Right. That's why I'm like neurosurgeons, like how much stress they have to go under constantly because yeah. my surgeon will come out. My mom said it looked like a truck had hit him. Like he'd be like stumbling out and he'd look up and he went, it looked like a fucking bomb went off in there. And my uncle, oh, and he's like, yeah, that was six hours. I was not expecting that. Now I know why she was in so much pain. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. That's good for, like, <laughs> parents to hear of their child. They're just sitting right. there like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. And Great. it's got to be so scary, so heartbreaking. So, yeah. But then, so, I, yeah. so curious. So for you, do you know how many surgeries you've had? Can you keep count? Okay. I need to do a deep dive because I stopped counting at 13 because this last year I had so many back to back because of complications. So like I had to have revision surgeries and stuff like that. So I say 13 plus because in the past 10 years. Right. Damn. Stop counting. Uh, I mean, I don't blame you. Like, yeah. I wish I kept counting though because I'm curious, Uh, but there's so many that I have to like look up the records. So like explain like the... I don't know, maybe. So, like, we were talking about drinking. Uh, like, so what stops you stops you from being able to do that regularly or at all? Yeah, 
So I have postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, the biggest mouthful, or POTS, POTS. for short. And I was, yeah. I, I assumed it was because of the POTS, but I don't yes. really know what POTS is. So it happens a lot with actually people that have spinal cord injuries or relation to that. It's your body not being able to regulate your blood pressure. So if I sit up too quickly or I stand too quickly, literally turn in my chair too quickly, my blood pressure can't regulate it. So yeah. it, blood pressure drops and heart rate skyrockets. So it'll go up to like 145 just for me sitting up out of bed, mm. which is like someone heavily working out, getting yeah. their heart rate up. Yeah. So yeah, I have issues with that and that causes temporary temperature regulation issues so if i go out to our river house where it's 100 degrees i'm miserable because my body can't regulate which again is related a lot to people have spinal cord injuries can't do that so a lot of my friends can relate to things i go through because it's like god i can't do it but my friend told me i was like it was so bizarre i had one drink and i started drinking a second one and it felt like i was going to pass out and vomit and I had to just lay down. Wow. So they brought me back in the boat. I laid down in the house in the dark with the air conditioning on. And she's like, yeah, that's pots. You're, our bodies don't do well with alcohol. Really? I don't know what the reasoning is. I should probably look into it. But now I'm yeah. like, stay away from that. We'll just take weed and yeah. call it a day. <laughs> gotcha. Yo, I'm probably going to eat me some edibles after this, honestly. but That's how we get the appetite yeah. going. Uh, the appetite, <laughs> the the lesson spasms, the uh, the body relaxes. And I have to take it before bed or else I'm toast, really? you know. Got to yeah. get everything to just relax and right. release because my legs are so tight at night that... Right. No, you can't just take traditional pain meds or something like that with nerve pain. It doesn't do jack shit. Not at all. Not at all. I remember they were prescribing me these crazy ass pain meds uh, right after my injury because I had uh, dysreflexia um, uh, and same thing, blood pressure issues. And it was only when I did bowel. So then I would take these pain meds. We'd go to do bowel and I'd be like, one, it's not doing anything towards the uh, dysreflexia, too. I, then when we're done, I'm just high as shit. And like, yeah. And then you're going to be constipated, too, probably. Probably. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was a big it doesn't issue help early anything. On. No, no. So I didn't really like pain meds. But honestly, weed kind of constipates me because it dries me out. So if, oh, if, I, if I eat an edible, I have to like chug water. Uh, yeah. It's one of the annoying things. All right. That Your mouth is just like. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And and just me knowing that, I know that my body's the same way. Like if my mouth is that way, then the rest of me is. So <laughs> I have to like counteract that. Yeah. Not, yeah. But for me, drinking, I've never had an issue with drinking, not after my injury, but. I do a lot of different physical therapies to keep my body like like it was before my accident. So, yeah, you're a beast. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, and I love bit. that you share all of it too because yeah. I feel like people people think like if you have one disability, you know all of the disabilities. It's like no, I follow a bunch of people. I don't follow anyone with tethered cords. It's so rare. I just follow people with a bunch of other stuff, and I'm able to right. educate myself. And I love that you do that on your page. You're like, hey, yeah. this really worked for me. If it could help someone else or help educate you, that's awesome. Exactly. And that's my, honestly, that's my whole pathway. And that's, uh, I don't want to get into this again, but like, basically, that's why I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of the whole ableism thing. And like, I get it. I get it. Like, I totally get it. It's fucked up. We have a lot of 
fucked up situations, being disabled and all that. But labeling it as ableism, I don't know. It just Because uh, I, I remember when it first started being used, I was like, that doesn't feel right. And like, because I have so many friends and stuff who are able-bodied. And that's a spasm. <laughs> but I have so many like, here, let's see if I can pull this back. So like that right there. So like me not being able to reach this, me not being able to like do certain things. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to like put pressure on other people. Like I'd much rather just educate. You know what I mean? I'd much rather just go to anybody who's able-bodied and cause especially so for me in college and everything, that was a learning pro- process for me in, in the entire time I was in college. It was like early on in college still like two, three years out of my injury. And I didn't want to ask people to help me with stuff. I just didn't. And that the pride. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But then the more you live with it, one, you realize Mm -hmm. everybody just wants to help. And if you and if you ask somebody to help you with doing something like lifting my arms back up onto my armrest or her grabbing something for me or especially me. So like when I spasm, if my nurse isn't nearby, I love just seeing who's closest and being like, hey, you saw where my arms were. Can you put them, can you, can you put them back there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it it empowers them, it educates them, it gives them an opportunity to learn about me and learn about people with disabilities and learn my humanity underneath it all and be able to see me. So for me, that's the approach I try to take with all my stuff. So all my videos, Definitely. all the different therapy I show people, all the different stuff I am willing to uh, share I I try to do it in just an educating way rather than rather than being like damn me look at so many people with disabilities we are so skinny and tiny and like and and instead of being like that I'm like all right so let me show you guys why and I and why I'm uh, most people are smaller and stuff and then show you educate you on why what you can do for it and yeah, yeah. that's I don't yeah. know it just for me it's it's le- le- less negative for me just being yeah yeah I definitely think in certain situations too I think a lot of it comes from ignorance and when it is that I think education is awesome but then I also have people that are flat out are just being assholes, assholes and they yes. are only picking on me for the disabled part of me so like in that term it's like they're hating on me because of the disability right therefore like i would classify that as ableism ableism being jackasses to me me, that's just hatred hatred's hatred true 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 because like it's the same thing with like that's why it bothered me in the beginning because everything you saw they were like comparing ableism to like racism and uh, any other type of ism and and I just want to be like, ah, oh, stop, stop making these groups, stop, stop making these blanket statements, because uh, it, I don't know, just because I've seen, seen the bad part of it, but, but yeah, when you have people that are just straight up, and you probably get way more than me because you have way more followers than me, and you have way more like, uh, outreach, you have much more of a larger of an audience, so you encounter the all facets of humanity whether it's the loving people and the loving side and then also the hating people and the hating side so and i 
so I get the most traction, ironically, on my YouTube. Um, I have like shit ton of views on my videos and stuff. And I just <laughs> recently went and looked at like the comments and it cracked me up. Yes, it made me laugh because <laughs> because of how like how someone can just say something and it, I don't know, it makes me laugh because I'm just like, dude, you one, if we were in person and you wouldn't say this too, if you would, everybody would hate you. So like, <laughs> so you're it, just hiding behind your computer screen, yeah. typing things out of this guy because you're mad that he's happy and has a disability. I think that's the main part is people see us enjoying our lives and they're not enjoying their lives. So they're like, well, fuck them. If they're right. disabled, like yeah. they're quote unquote worse off than me, but they're happy. Like that's yeah. bullshit. Cause I'm sure you follow Alyssa, uh, Alyssa Higgins and stuff. And oh, she, Oh gosh, the shit she's been getting <laughs> for having horrible. a baby, for like, being a parent. Are you kidding me? Right. Oh my God. And people lost their goddamn mind. So it's, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think they just like saying it. Like they have a thought. And they put it out there. And if I put all, all my thoughts out there, I'd say some pretty fucked up <laughs> shit too. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I recently got I a comment know. that I recently got a comment that said I did a post on Disability Pride Month, and they're like, "Okay, what are you just piggybacking off of June Pride Month?" And you're saying that yes, like that's a bullshit that you yeah. could <laughs> that you could be proud of having a disability. That's fucked up oh that you would say that. I was like, oh, all man. these disabled people are commenting back and yeah. he's just wanting to fight them. And yeah. when they don't want to, that's the difference too, right? Like we can tell when it's ignorance because if you talk about your experience, they'll be more receptive of it. Right. But if they want to be hateful, then they just keep firing at you. And then that's when yep. you just block them and you move on. Exactly. Exactly. Block them or, or shit. People were commenting back at this guy on my YouTube, and I just let oh, it go. Oh, no. I, I just let <laughs> oh, it go. God. What was it? So I had a video uh, showing my entire night routine um, from 11 p.m. to 9 a.m. That's my night routine, and I probably sleep. I probably sleep about two to five hours every night, um, and five is being generous, so that's a good <laughs> night. And That's a good night. Um, yeah. And so, like, I showed this video. I put a camera up in the corner of my room and I just time-lapsed it. And, and Oh, that's probably so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. And he he saw that and was like, man, better him than me. <laughs> that's what I always say. <laughs> and like, yeah, so that was his comment. That's, again, that's the worst you got? Okay, yeah. I can take that any day. Yeah, so I, yeah. So you guys, you guys get a lot more. Maybe I'll be there one day. That's that's the way I look at it. I, I'm like, the more mean comments I get, the better path I'm on. <laughs> so, yeah. Because I don't like, I don't post enough to really grow like my page and stuff, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. I, I wish I had more time to like post more. And I'm hoping to be doing that more now that I've got the golf outing. I think, so we have a nonprofit. Yeah. So our nonprofit, that's what funds my. I didn't know you had a yeah. nonprofit. Yep. It's called the Drew Crew. And uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. It was actually named from one of my friends from high school. And uh, it, her, her and her mom. So she came up with the name. Her mom printed a shit ton of t shirts. 
And that was basically <laughs> how the Drew Crew started. Kids, everybody bought all the t-shirts and stuff. And then it, it just kind of took on its own from there. So it's kind of weird awesome. because if you come to this little, not little, little town of Commerce, Michigan, then, yeah, I'm kind of kind of like a little local celebrity sort of. And it, but it, it started from a genuine thing and grew authentically and from my dad and my stepmom uh, really growing it and pushing it forward. And for me, it, it was what allowed me to do everything I was doing. It allowed me to reach my goals of graduating from high school and college and all that kind of stuff. And we still have to use it for a lot of my needs, but now I'm able to use it for a lot of other people's needs too. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm hoping to grow it next year. I really think it's going to be the year I'm going to grow it to be just with two events. We're going to grow it to be something that can now take, take on life. <laughs> so, yeah. I think definitely with COVID too, it's expand. I mean, there's a few, mm -hmm. I hate to say there's some positives that have come out yeah. of it, but like online stuff has really grown and right. like laughing at my nightmare, they're doing a virtual 5k, which before they just did one in person, but oh, like wow. this year I'm able to donate and then participate. So if you ever do something like that, hit me up and I will so what is that? It. So tell me about that. What is a virtual 5k? So it's a week long and you just take pictures and you tag them and it's basically right. just they're using us to spread the word in yeah. an awesome way. Like you're choosing to be part of it and gotcha. donate money to help other people get the equipment they need. Gotcha. And what's that cause? What's what's the laughing at my nightmare? It's laughing um, at my nightmare. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He has um, SMA. It's Shane Burke. Oh, yeah, it's Shane and Hannah, Scormian Grubs. Oh. That channel. Yep. I got you. Yep. So, yeah, he started it and it right. kind of blew up, donating to people that need nice. adaptive vans, bikes, chairs, you right. know, anything that you can think of. Yep. But his whole and thing, you know, laughing at my nightmare. It's like so true. <laughs> exactly. And people, and like you said, people see us being happy in our situation and being able to keep living life in our situation. It is, yeah. I saw a really fucked up post on Facebook. Someone posted in a spinal cord injury group and they oh, were no. they were like, how come so many people with spinal cord injuries are so down? And I, yeah, yeah. And I just... Where are you looking? <laughs> exactly. And I... Because for me personally, I've never dealt with depression or anything. And I know... Lucky. I know you have. And yeah, I don't really... So I'll take that back. I've been down, but not because of my injury. It's life is going to put you down no matter what. Like there's mm -hmm. going to be life situations that get you there. There's going to be life situations mm -hmm. that make you grow in ways you didn't expect. And uh, so for me, my injury, I don't know. I don't know why, but the 11 years that I was injured, it never made me feel feel different about myself. Like it, like it makes me feel different, but not like, I don't know, negative. I, yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that try, you know, they go into therapy and right. the therapist automatically assumes you're there because you're sad about your disability. Right. And I have so many friends that have to be like, no, I want to make that clear. I'm here because I'm depressed about just normal everyday things that right. your other clients are. It's, everything's not just focused on disability, yeah. you know, like for me, 
my depression PTSD came from medical trauma. But hmm. so can it, you explain that? Because I didn't understand the PTSD aspect because um, everybody knows what that is. And so mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress, what was traumatic or maybe I shouldn't word it that way. What, <laughs> what, what for you like made it to where it was traumatic? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I would start in the eighth grade. I was three years post that first surgery and my symptoms returned. I was sent to pain management and I was sent in for nerve ablations. So they basically lay you on a table and burn into your back till you scream. So I had those once a month for maybe half a year. And I was 13, 14, no therapy following that. I just had to lay on a table and grip and bite something in my mouth while they burned into my back. Why? So that was the start was of it. That? Like, Jesus, my, what was uh, that? Yeah, barbaric. My surgeon was pissed when he found out. Mm. He's like, I sent you to pain management to hopefully help you decrease pain. But they thought I had nerve damage. So let's kill off the nerves. Oh, Jesus. Yep. And you so, probably, and you probably that have was so- fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the pain clinic doing that? That was, I was spent to um, gotcha. a pain specialist. Yep. Oh, and it's wow. a very well known hospital, too. So it wasn't like some janky. No, it was very nice and horrible. So I had those and I was really little and I didn't have any follow up. Mm. And then in high school, I never completed a full year of school in person because of surgeries. So it was back to back to back. And so much just compiled that it was no escape of just, it was the survival mode. And so my brain couldn't comprehend it anymore until the point where Mm. I just started having suicidal ideations. And I mean, I feel like you know me well enough at this point, like I'm a very bubbly person. (laughs) I'm very outgoing. And so for me, that was instantly like a light bulb. Okay, something's wrong and I need help. Yeah. Right. Damn, damn, that's too bad. And like, hey, but it is what it is, and and it happens to so many, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's something that's swept under the rug so much, and I, it doesn't. I wish someone was talking about it when I was going through it because I thought I was the only one. Is that how it feels when you're going through different types of depression or PTSD? You feel like you're the only one. Oh, yeah. I mean, even with before I was involved in the disability community, I'm the only disabled person I know in my friend group, in my community, in my family. It was just me. And I was right. just the only gay one, the only disabled one, the only depressed one. And so oh, it's wow. going wow. into group therapy, finding the disability community, finding the LGBTQ plus community. It's like mm-hmm. it opens your right. again, it opens the doors to right. community and to acceptance of yourself, I would imagine. Yep. <laughs> you no longer see like this is the other part of me. It's right. like no, this is a whole part of me. That's gotcha. should be loved. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've had to accept a lot of things about my situation and my yeah. self as as I am. And yeah, I get that. You have to meet yourself where you are. And exactly. I think that's that's a process for sure. I know it was was right. for me just to accept where you're at and then your yeah. situation changes a little bit and then you have to readjust to where you're at there. It's constant absolutely absolutely uh going to meditation i talk about this a lot i'm pretty sure people get annoyed (laughs) but yeah no i love meditation (laughs) so meditation the one i went to the guy that was one of the things we talked about he uh would talk about like 
that's kind of what that is. You're letting yourself, who you are yesterday, die. And letting that person die so that you can rediscover who you are today. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's powerful. And it's perpetual. It and it's that theme is everywhere. It's in in yoga, in the Bible, and everywhere. Everywhere you look, that that is a common theme of us as humans. We have to be able to adjust to who we are now and be able to accept ourselves, love ourselves, and be confident in our abilities and our and our emotions, feelings, actions, decisions in those moments <laughs> at every stage, which that's is kind of crazy. Lie. That's a mantra yeah. right there. Damn. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you haven't realized this, this podcast is kind of therapeutic for me. It's, it's a break from life. It's a totally, so I can have a great conversation with a great person and kind of, yeah, kind of let my thoughts come out. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of community too. It's talking to someone who who yep. gets it and it's not just you talking and them going, "Wow, I'm so sorry you had to go through that." It's like, "No, yeah, I hear you. Like that reminds me of a time that I did it." Yeah. Yep. It's freeing. Yep. And honestly, I want to hear more about Nessie. <laughs> so, so early cuz like I do this with everyone I do a podcast on, I go to the very beginning of their Instagram or social media or Not whatever. always a good thing, and I'm sure. People are like, oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure some people would call you mean. If anybody who has a dog, they're going to be like, oh, my God, she's so aggressive with her. Like, But that's what you have to do when you're training. Like, yeah, I don't know. Especially having a German Shepherd. Yes. I naturally did not have alpha presence. Really? And so my dad... Um, he trained dogs so he he'd come up and she'd immediately like right off the bat listen to him me I'd be like stay 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 and she's just looking around because she knows you don't right. mean it it's like a kid yep. they, they know you don't mean it oh so. my dog's the same way when it's almost like a deep dominant voice but yes <laughs> and 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 he'll respond but then if a girl is like yelling for him or whatever he doesn't listen so my stepmom always has like the training collar and she'll like beep him or zap him and like and our friend calls it the beep beep do yes. you want the beep beep and the dog is, like instantly listens like no no i don't <laughs> but yeah, yeah. she she had yeah. a, I had a rat terrier before her. So it's like, mm, um, very different. Uh, Jack Russell, like yeah. a little dog. Yeah, she very was epileptic. Different. So right. she was very oh, mellow. Jesus. Oh, oh yeah. Right off the bat. Epileptic. <laughs> For 14 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, that was an interesting thing too, because yeah. we were very used to it. So once a month she'd have a 15 minute seizure and you just hold her and that's it. But when people would be over at our house, they were like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? That's wild. And it makes me think of, like, when people have spasms yeah. and everyone looks at you like, yes. oh, my gosh, what's yes. going on? And oh, it's just normal. Don't get me you. started. Me being me being <laughs> traked in on a vent. I'll, yeah, whenever I start coughing, that was something I had to get comfortable with, too, because, like, being in front of people when I cough, it's people people get jarred because, like, in order for me to cough, I have to do it different i can't use my diaphragm it's not like a, a usual huh. it's it's a it's a me using my other things i can use like 
my jaw and my mouth and in order to use it as a as a diaphragm so people look at me like kind of crazy because i'm like and like trying to cough up stuff and they're always they're always like can we do anything are you okay you good and i just give them a like i shoot them a look like yeah i'm fine and then can I you keep cough coughing. for me <laughs> right i'm always just like what are you gonna do like yeah. how are you gonna help here i don't know yeah. it makes yeah. me think of this girl i follow that has cystic fibrosis and during covid like it's basically, you know, a buildup of mucus. So they have to do like a deep cough a lot. Mm. But during COVID, she's got a mask on and people are like running away from her. She said, people run and I don't blame them. It's COVID. Yeah. Like I would probably run too. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, don't do that by me. <laughs> yo, give me six feet. Six feet. <laughs> no, but, oh. but I get that. Yeah. And like. But now I'm at the point in my injury and the confidence and all the things I have to do to make sure I'm healthy and all that. So, like, I don't know if you've seen the videos of where I posted cough assist. So, like, kind of what you're saying, that deep cough. So, for me, I use this machine called cough assist. It's exactly what it sounds like. It blows air in and it sucks air out. It literally emulates a cough. And I do that. It might, it might take five minutes. It might might take 20 or 30 that's why I was late getting on this call because I, I was doing coughs <laughs> right good. before so that I could talk and stuff. And But I'm at the point now with my injury that if I go somewhere, I could be in a bar, in a loud bar. I could be the other day I was at a family picnic or a family get together at someone's house. It was a pool party, speaking of. And, uh, and at the pool party, we're sitting there. We're all sitting around the table, but there was there wasn't really anywhere else to go. So I needed cough assist. So we, my nurse grabbed the cough assist and put it right on the table, right in front of everybody. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. And you realize, people realize and people learn and people don't care. And that's honestly the way I educate. That's, that's me totally. living, being able to show everybody what my situation is like. And it educates them and it gives them more perspective when they go out. To, to interact with other other people with disabilities so that yeah yeah that's how I go about that, it that's yeah. that's key right it's like right. if someone I even think about people I encourage people that don't have disabilities to follow me because those are probably the ones that you're able to educate the most so when a yep. teacher gets a student with a disability they know how to help when a nurse gets a tethered cord patient I had someone message me saying I never heard a tethered cord followed your page and a week later at a tethered cord patient it's like, and you knew what it was, and that's so yes. relieving when you go in and someone goes, "Oh, I know what that is." And right. You're like, Thank God. <laughs> Do you follow Claire? <laughs> right. Yeah. Now they can spread you and spread, just spread all the love and spread all the information. Yep. It, yep, it does spread like lighthearted, lighthearted education. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I get that from my nurses a lot because they realize. I am not the usual spinal cord injury. <laughs> like I'm really not the all the. All the things I have to do every day, like at some point tonight, I'm going to get on my quadricizer and do that workout. And then tonight I have to do all my wearable therapy and all that therapy. And then. So do you have just like a shit ton of podcasts and audiobooks to listen to or shows? What do you do? <laughs> no, right. I do. I do. In the morning because I get ready. So that night routine, I get in bed at 11. I'm doing therapy. Well. I'm doing cough assist as soon as I get in bed and that goes to about midnight and then and then I get my therapy on that goes to about one and then and then I turn at two 
and and I do bowel. I, that goes to about two thirty three, and then at five o'clock I'm turning back, doing it all over again. I'm doing the therapy. Uh, so did you have to have yeah. an adjustment period of, with sleep wise, or were uh, you able to to, to be really. able to tolerate? Not really. I was okay because so before my injury, I was extremely active. And I feel like that's a commonality between a lot of people with spinal cord injuries. Oddly enough, no matter how they were injured, I always mm-hmm. hear, yeah, I was so active. And Same here. <laughs> yeah. And so with that, before my injury, I was football, basketball, marching band, ultimate frisbee. Uh, Wait, what'd you play in marching band? Tuba. Yes, of yeah. course you did. Yes. Yep. I was that guy. How's that guy? I was the goofball who wants to carry the biggest, the biggest instrument, playing the goofiest shit, and being able to like fuck with people, playing like the elephant song and all that kind of stuff while people were walking. Yeah, yeah. I was, yep, I was the big goof. And then after my injury, I had to switch to a uh, electronic MIDI controller, and I I did that with my mouth. And when you're saying adjustment period, that everyone around me gave me. All the tools I needed for an adjustment period, whether it was high school, uh, that first year, they gave me the instrument, gave me all the things I would have needed, but I had to adjust because that first year, I pretty much wasn't paying attention. I wasn't learning the music. I couldn't read it and all that kind of stuff. And then my senior year came and then I was at every practice and learned all the music and had to relearn. So tuba was in bass clef and then the MIDI controller was in treble. So I had to re I had to teach myself that. And, and so like, it's an easy adjustment, right? You're all like, yeah, no. sure. I'm like, I've been on bass clef since I was in sixth grade. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. I played tuba from sixth grade to 10th grade and then junior and senior year. I had to just switch. And like, yeah. That was probably so good for your brain though. Right. When you're like, have yeah, to work a nice in challenge. a different way. Yes. So that's why. I, so that's why it was so critical that I went to practice every day. So, so my marching band. When I say marching band, it's a little different. Like we were winning states. We were going to nationals. We were that fucking band. We were the. Not to brag, but we were like the New England Patriots of Michigan. Like you were the shit. Yeah, we walk in. <laughs> And like after high school, you say that you went to Wild Lake Central and you were in the band. People, people got teaching jobs. People got professional wow. jobs at like professional marching bands. People, and you still had to apply and all that kind of stuff. But it, it came with some clout being able to say you were in Wild Lake's top band. So, you have like titles behind you as you're going yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If you were to wear your jacket, which we don't do after high school but if you, if you were to wear your jacket it'd be like all the state championships and shit and so like yeah so me me my senior year coming from a spinal cord injury being able to push myself to be there every day doing every practice no matter what time no matter how cold it was outside oh I had that's a, so rough yeah it was rough but I pushed myself to do all that and that that kind of springboarded me into college so like when I got to college, it was easy. Like you were prepared. Yeah, yeah, I was prepared. I, I wouldn't say easy because you know I went to Michigan, so it, like it was it was a tough school. But 
uh, but your body was like able to tolerate the long days because you prepared for that yep so I was doing it before my injury so like when you're saying sleep schedule after after my injury I was pretty pretty used to it I was already getting up at 5 a.m. every day and like and no no change we're good yeah and staying up till 2 a.m. to do to do homework because I was in sports and marching band all day so yeah yeah I was kind of that kid I just I just wanted to do everything so I love that just interests all over the place yep awesome yep that's and honestly it gave me every uh me being able me being that type of person gave me the skills I needed to do what I do now and yeah spot on nope no totally because I have to be uber observant of like myself my nurses my uh, helpers for the nonprofit, my family. I have to be uber observant with everything all day, all the time. So you have yeah. to be on all the time yeah. because you yep. can't just zone out when you need something to get done. You have to be vocal and present. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So it's a lot. It's a lot, but I'm managing it. Edibles help. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my god, I ate. I ate some the other day. They were like these white chocolate. Covered Oreos, and oh my god, they were only ten milligrams, and I got fucked up. Like it, I hate that. Yes, because like, you can't do anything; you just have to wait. Yes, just gotta wait it out. I was I was tilted back all the way back in my chair, passed out for about three four hours, and I was gone. Yeah, yeah. They're like, and, uh, "Yep, he's all right." I think. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> He's definitely breathing, so that's not that's not an issue. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to check that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh yep. Man, there's been times I've been so high that like I had to legit trust that my vent was working. And I I was like, wait, I can't feel if my chest is inflated oh or not. Oh my god. And I was like, and I was just sitting there on my cocaine drew. The vent's not beeping. You can hear the air. You're, you're, you're good. You got to be breathing. So just relax and let the air go and then and just let it go. And yeah, the same with my heart. I'll be like, is my heart still beating? Yeah. yeah. When you go into your head and you just slowly sink into your body yes. and you're like. <laughs> yep. And I try is to do. Is it functioning? Exactly. And I try to do like a deep meditation when I'm high. And it oh. fucks me. I, I love it. I love it, but it does kind of fuck me up because I'll feel. I love it, but it fucks me up. Well, because I'll feel everything. So I feel the veins in my legs pumping when I get high. Yeah. Is that a little too much though? Sometimes. No, I like it. No, I like it. I like focus on it. I'm like, okay, let the blood, and then I try to follow it. I try to map my entire body with like my veins and like, yeah. Yeah. This is like a mind fuck. Damn. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> what I do when I'm high, I just like focus in inward. <laughs> just track you know? your blood going through your body. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Oh, so funny. Yeah. Well, Claire, I love talking to you. This I love was, talking to you. Yeah, this was very informative. I uh, I learned. We were a lot. all over the place. Damn. Yeah. Yep. I think this was, and that's why I think. This is a good place to stop. We can uh we can reconvene at a later time. I'm gonna go Definitely. work on whatever I gotta work on. Yeah. <laughs> and, Your laundry uh, list. The laundry <laughs> list of stuff. And I'll tell people if anyone here is in Michigan, so what can you help with me right now? 
I'll tell you. So our nonprofit, we have our golf outing coming up a week from today. And we have completely sold out golfers. So please stop asking. We have completely sold out on helicopter ball tickets or helicopter ball drop tickets. But if you would still like to contribute, please go to thedrewcrew.org and click on donate. And then other than that, if you're here in Michigan, we are looking for alcohol donations for our silent auction at the golf outing. So we're trying to put together baskets of alcohol of different different varieties, different brands, and just get people to bid and buy raffle tickets at the outing. So if you're here in Michigan and would like to donate some alcohol, please do. Or go to thedrewcrew.org, put in your donation. I think you can leave a message. And if you want to say go towards alcohol, you can do that as well. So yeah and then Claire. i love that that's your donation it's like i know and right? also if you'd like to drop off some alcohol we are accepting i exactly. love that fundraiser <laughs> oh my god greenhouse yeah so th- there's a dispensary over around the corner from us and they're gonna donate like weed so yeah i know right? best fundraiser ever exactly there he was like yeah i'll put a book back together and put some product in it and i, I was like all right cool and yeah they awesome. they're awesome at greenhouse and wild lake amazing so then everybody please go follow living with clarity and claire what would you like to tell everybody on your way out um, you can keep an eye out. My podcast, Wheelie Queer, is going to be coming out in the next month or so, hopefully. Oh interviewing my God. people for that are queer from the spinal cord injury and disability community and the intersection of both. So you can come join us for that. And if you're looking for, if you're in SoCal and need some resources, if you have a spinal cord injury, you can check out the Triumph Foundation where they give out grants, loaner chairs, resources, sports, all you can think about. Awesome. That's amazing. Damn, so I can't join your podcast? That's kind of shitty. You can join my podcast. You don't have to be the intersection. You can be one side or the other. I'm definitely not. Oh, I guess spinal cord injury. Forgot about that one. You have a disability. You're in the wheelie part. I'm in the the wheelie cool part. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Claire. This was really fun. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. All All right. So that's it. Hi. We're done. What you think? Good practice. Awesome. You're you're so easy to talk to. That is oh, it's thanks. it's a very easy conversation. That's what I want it to be. And that's what this is for me. It's just a conversation. Just a conversation between two people. I don't I don't interview. I do my research so I have things to talk about, but I don't like it's not an interview. That's that's not what I'm here for. But but yeah, if you uh have you done your own podcast yet? We have all the equipment is arriving tomorrow, so we're going to start oh, tinkering shit. with it and see okay. how long that takes before we figure it out. So but what's I your, like so when you say have, all your equipment, what does that mean? Um, mics, headphones, uh, mic stands. Gotcha. Um, what's like the interface thing that everything plugs into? The mixer. That guy. Yep. Yep. Mixer. Yep. But I feel like I have so many friends that do podcasts that right. if I have a question, it's going to be pretty easy to solve it, you know? <laughs> For sure. And what, uh, yeah, because I guess, are you going to, where are you located? I am in Southern California, Huntington Beach. So, like there's the a shit ton area. Of, so there's a shit ton of people for you to like actually interview in person. You're like, that's my biggest problem. Yeah. I do everything virtual. That's why I went back to straight audio because I was like, one, I don't feel like editing anything too. 
it's all mm-hmm. virtual anyway, so the video of us is pretty fucking lame. But yeah, <laughs> I, I I wish I could interview people in person more, but yeah. I think this is so nice to have the option to do this, though, and now yeah. the technology to do it, because now you can interview anyone from anywhere. I mean, it's nice True. to be like in person and have that vibe bounce back and forth, but yeah. I so, mean, I feel so, like this works pretty good. Yeah, and I'm able to create that vibe the bouncing back and forth. And for me, it's, it's, that's not the issue. It's the quality. People don't want to listen to a podcast when they know someone's on the phone. <laughs> and I know it, I know it. And so I try to just make it pop and exciting without that. Because so what I usually do for stuff like this, if I'm doing straight audio, I would zoom with you on my phone. Okay. I would have headphones in, in the phone. Okay. And then I would ask you to take your phone and, and record. record the audio on your phone. Yeah, separate. that's what I had someone else tell me when yep. I did their podcast. And then you just send it in and they mix it together. Yep. And that's what I was doing. They probably learned it from me, honestly, because I was like the first one doing that like three years ago. And uh, and people used to always tell me, they're like, wow, they sound like they're in the same room. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they, they, because that's, that's, that's the point. Yeah, because the quality is really great. So So what do you do now? I say fuck it. And uh, (laughs) so this, all all the editing I'm going to be doing on this, I'm going to cut the end, cut the beginning where we just bullshitting and and then just post. I I don't. I I, love that. No bullshit. (laughs) Yes. I don't have time to like really edit how I want. And I don't have anybody to produce for me. So it's it is what it is right now. But do you do GarageBand or something like that? Do you just I go use, I use, or do you have an app? I, I have a program called Hindenburg. It's a German program. Oh, yeah. It's a German program made for podcasting. Yes. Oh, so, how do you spell it? Jesus. Hindenburg. Uh, H-I-N-D-E-N-B-U-R-G. So, Hindenburg. Beautiful. Yep. Hindenburg. Yep. It's kind of expensive, but it's... Uh, it's worth it honestly quality, because yeah. so the quality it lets you it auto adjust so when i so when i hit stop on this recording it'll auto adjust our our levels and then oh, i have that's a, so nice yes and then i have a profile that's already saved the equalizer for me and then it'll do all the noise cancellation and all that kind of stuff on its own click click boom done <laughs> yep that just blew my mind because yep, that's then, half of the battle, right? Is sitting there and like, yes, just talk again, talk again, talk again. Yep, yep. So I get us, I get it close enough to where our volumes mm-hmm. are at the are at the same range because so my mixer doesn't separate the two either. So I'm not there yet, but basically I just level out ours visually with the little bars that are moving, and then after that I let Hindenburg take care of it. And then I, uh, so once I saved the audio, I, I taught myself how to go into like, it's called DaVinci Resolve. It's a free video editor. I don't know if you use that. Mm-mm. Not for your videos or anything. Look up DaVinci Resolve. <laughs> it's, it's a really nice program and it, it's just a video editor and it's free and professionals use it. It's a professional video editor that is free. So I use so I took that. So this video, I'm going to take picture of you, picture of me, combine them, and then 
put them in DaVinci Resolve uh, with a little teaser, like a trailer, whatever good minute I can find in here. And then the audio levels will actually move with our audio. So, yeah. And that'll be my attraction to to get people to watch it. Now, I do shit like that. And then Yeah, but then that's something for me to put on my story too for people to want to click it and it yep. just keeps the ball rolling. Exactly. Yep. And it'll have logos for all the platforms I'm on, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. So the FaceTime, do you have that plugged yeah. into like your computer or nope, what's it plugged into? Straight into the mixer. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a little phone. I'm collecting all the info I can yeah. from people who've done it. Yep. So I have the phone plugged into the mixer and then I have these headphones plugged into the mixer so I can hear you. But the mic, the I don't know if you can see it. I'm going to tilt it. Have you been able to see the mic? Probably. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. Yeah. So like this mic is right here. And it can only hear me. That's all it can hear because your audio is going through my phone into the mixer, into my headphones. So, yeah, it can only hear me. And then your audio is going through my phone into the mixer and into my computer. So, it, it's all going into one spot. Yeah. Everything's just going. Yep. You have to basically follow the pathways and do it how you want. Otherwise... You'll get overlaps. You're, you'll mess up a couple times and it'll fuck up. And you'll have a whole podcast and you're like, fuck, there was an echo. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's terrible. And you get, and it pisses you off when it happens, but then you learn for the next one. And then, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping when everything's delivered, it's my mm -hmm. friend Lulu and I. Um, she has mm -hmm. Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, gastroparesis, yeah. all the fun stuff. Damn. Um, but we're doing it together. And so... Yeah. We're just going to sit down, probably just do like a test recording of just us talking and then try gotcha. to see any tips you have for what, <laughs> what you wish you would have known from the start. Known from the start. Uh, like what were your mistakes, your big mistakes that you were like, damn, why didn't I figure it, that out? Putting it up to them. So like making it to where. So I had someone. So, you know, Laura and uh, Beck. Um, mm -hmm. So they I did a podcast with them. And they had all the equipment and they were saying, yeah, so we'll record ours professionally with their mics okay. and stuff. Yep. Yeah, they fucked it up. So, <gasps> yeah, so there was a complete echo. There was double audio the, the entire time. So I had to go in, overlap the two audios and then lower the fucked up one. And I went step by step every time they spoke. I, I lowered the volume. Yes. Every time they spoke, I lowered it and I made it. And I figured it out. I figured out how to make it better. But oh if you can avoid double audios, that's huge. Because it'll end up ruining a podcast. Like, you, it'll be unlistenable. Like, I've had podcasts that were unlistenable. So I had to go in and doctor them. And that's why I don't do any of that anymore. I don't trust anybody else. I only trust <laughs> me. So that's yeah, why I'm like FaceTime. FaceTime, yeah. can't fuck that up. Yeah. No, because you just plug it right in and yep. you're like, okay, it's plugged in. I can hear you my headphone. We're good to go. Exactly. And I can look on the thing and see the audio levels moving up and down. And so I know for a fact, I'm like, okay, when you talk, the levels move. When mm -hmm. I talk, the levels move. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm scared. It is scary. It is scary, but. Like conversation wise, yeah. I'm totally fine with, but like, right. I just want to get it semi-right. <laughs> I'll tell you 
go into it natural. That's I don't come in with any type of script. I don't come in. I have a Word document up right now with bullet points that I made about mm-hmm. you just by looking at your Instagram. So if I have a dull moment, I just go pop in. Yep. Go to my notes and I'm like, okay, we could talk about that. But I don't, you have to listen more. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me in the beginning. I didn't listen. I was mainly just talking. And, and then I would have a point that I wanted to get to, but instead of letting that come up naturally and organically, I was like rushing us towards a topic. So yeah, just listen. Honestly, it's a natural conversation and you having a co-host will make that easier. So for me, I have no idea what it'll be like until I call you and have a conversation with you. We've yeah. never we've never talked talks before. Mm-hmm. So, I no, so I have no idea what anybody's like. I wish I had a co-host, honestly, because it would make this easier for me to be able to have just a natural conversation with you. But yeah, I have I have experienced because of my fandom. I I've I've been, I've been on the news a lot since my injury, like a lot. Especially when I was in marching band in high school. I was on the news a lot. Okay, did you like that or not? Early on, I didn't like it. Now that it yep. but now that it does shit like sells four hundred raffle tickets for me, then <laughs> yes, four hundred dollar or four hundred raffle tickets at twenty dollars went at in like eighteen hours. So it You're like, put me on the news. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll come talk with you. Yeah, let's do it. And I'm sure it was frustrating at first when it's like, okay, now I'm injured and you're just putting me in a news story because I have an injury. Cool. Cool. Because I'm a paralyzed kid playing in the marching band. Yes. That's what inspiration porn. (laughs) Yeah. Inspiration porn is, is how I, it's how I make my living though. So it's how I'm able to do everything. But now it's not just, I feel like it's different though. Cause it's not just like, look at this story. Do you feel sad? Well, you shouldn't. He's happy. But now you're like, no, like this is who I am. This is my platform. Yeah. I want to educate. It's not just you. No, like, they don't word the it that injury, way. So know? here's the part. Here's the part that's nice though, when you're on the news a lot. So the reporter is our friend. She truly is oh, our friend. So, okay. so if that's she good. does something fucked up in a, so like they did a story last year on our bottle drive. And during that story, they posted it as, disabled man is raising money and like so i had text her and i was like hey just so you know for going into the future labeling me as a disabled man that does something isn't isn't the best so and she was like oh wow i didn't know they did that so then she talks to the other guy and is like hey no you have to (laughs) education yes yes so it's once again it's just another platform for me though for me to educate yeah heck yeah yep and when i start walking again it's gonna be a whole lot of educating so because it's gonna be people asking me all right how'd you do it what happened how'd you yeah so whenever anyone has the exoskeleton on it everyone's like wow (laughs) and to me the exoskeleton that's just a workaround that's not an actual fix which i guess but for some people that's that's their fix you know what I mean? So for me, I want to be, I want to be up playing ultimate frisbee again. <laughs> and that, I love that frisbee is your end goal. That's fantastic. Yes. You know, I had a dream uh, that I was injured, or no, I had a dream that I was up and walking. I was up and running, 
I was playing Ultimate Frisbee, but I still had a vent. So the vent, I had a book bag. I had a book bag on my back with the vent, still on a vent, but I was fully functional. So that's all the way that your yeah. brain decided what you had and what you didn't have. Well, no, the vent stays. That stays. Exactly. That's that's part of me now. That's fine. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'd seen a dream though, where it's like your brain twists it, so like you throw the frisbee and it gets caught in the vent, and you're. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yep. I try to throw it, and my hand gets stuck. I'm like, shit! I yanked my tube. Yeah. That's the shit that happens to me in my dreams. I'll either right. be not in a wheelchair, or I'll be in the wheelchair, and like I'll stand up and have to like drag my chair upstairs. Like, why is my brain? Yeah. Like, no, I can walk, but I have to drag the chair with me. Exactly. Like, uh, it becomes a part of you, and it doesn't leave, even if you are like able-bodied in the dream. Right. Dragging it. That's awesome. Or I've had dreams where like. Oh, I had a vivid dream once where I was I was running late for a basketball game. And like, because oh, no. I played basketball before my accident. And I was like, it was the same team. I was in college. I was in college. And I had a dream that like my same high school team that that went undefeated. We were like, I was late to a game. So I'm running. But I couldn't move completely. It was like partial. It was almost like Alyssa. Like half of my body was going. And in the dream, I get to the game and I'm like struggling to shoot and stuff. And, but no vent. I was like, it was almost like, I don't know, cerebral palsy type movement, like a like a less severe cerebral palsy. And I was like, OK, this is different. And uh, those dreams are frustrating, yeah. though, when you're trying to run and your body's like in quicksand kind of movement. Yes. And you're like, yes. Yep. Yep. And then. Part of that dream, I had Skittles in my pocket, and the dream was so vivid. It was so vivid. I woke up and asked my nurse to check my pants pants pocket for Skittles. It was crazy. It was crazy. I I have crazy shit like that. I'll talk in my sleep sometimes, or like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> check for the Skittles, please. Please, please tell me that dream was real. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, that is too much. I love that. Yeah. Well, I am going to include all this in our podcast, just so you know. <laughs> this is the this is this the is, teaser. Yeah. In our dreams. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So for everybody, you heard the outro already. It was in the middle. <laughs> but yeah, I told you I'm not editing any of this shit. I really don't want to. It's you're all and we're done. And we're done. Psych. We're still talking. So yeah. outro round two everybody go to thedrewcrew.org and check out (laughs) living with clarity all right yeah appreciate y'all thanks for listening to us banter yep (laughs) all right well i'm all done with you feel free to (laughs) feel free to hang up whenever because i cannot reach my phone okay yep that was so nice to talk to you i'm all like I'm all seal right now. So You're like, like, Claire, will you hang up already? I've been waiting for you to leave. Not waiting. I'm enjoying conversation. Honestly, I almost want to steal you as a co-host. But, you know, if you're if you're uh, if your co-host doesn't hold up, hold up chops, let me know. And I'll uh, we can combine our podcast. We can make it excuse my language, but queer. <laughs> no, no, no. No. <laughs>
And that was one of the things I did with my podcast. I refused to put like wheel in it or quad in it. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck everyone all else of does it. it. Yeah. And I was just like, nope, nope. I'm Drew Claiborne. Welcome to excuse my language, but because I swear <laughs> like a fucking sailor. And like, yeah. Well, that's why I like um, sit the fuck down. It makes me so happy. That podcast. Which one's that? It's um, oh, the dog got up. Uh, Christina Chamber, Christina Chambers, and um, Liv. They both okay. have transverse myelitis, but their podcast is called "Sit the Fuck Down," and right. I love that. That's it's awesome. Like, no, awesome. we're not going to do a wheel. We're not going to do anything. We're going to do sit the fuck down. And that's yep. how they end every episode. They have their coat, like their, yeah. their guests say, "Sit the fuck down." Nice, <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Let's do All right, it. I'll let you go now since you can't leave me. <laughs> I know, right? You can hold me hostage. I mean, we could we could just sit sit here and talk. And so you're like you're like yeah. Alexa, um, get someone to hang up on Claire for me. Thank I know, you. right? <laughs> Maria Claire, it was real nice. All right, it, was, it was so nice to talk to you. And definitely, yeah. if you if you need another episode, I'm always available. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Have a good day. You too. Saves a day for you. Self love saves a day.